0: Hello everyone. Join me, a small medium at large, as we explore the world of spirit, energy, tarot, mediumship, psychic abilities, angels, oracles, paranormal activity, and basically anything downright spooky. If any, some, or all of those things interest you, then you've come to the right place, my friends. I'm Melanie Mahmood, and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Spirit Level Podcast. I hope you're all well. And we are back to our usual formats this week after our special episode last week with Nicole de Haas, which I hope you enjoyed. Did you manage to catch the orb that we managed to record on the little segment that I did on the spirit level uh, after I'd spoken to Nicole because I was so excited about having spoken to her that I did a little bit of a recording and put it up on the spirit level and it wasn't until afterwards that we saw that there is quite a clear orb that goes flying up past my head and up towards the ceiling. So uh, a nice uh, validation from Spirit for me that I was doing uh, the right kind of work and that they were pleased with me. So if you want to have a look at that, it's still up on the Spirit Level Facebook group. If you look at the timestamp, which is 3 minutes 32 to 3 minutes 33, you'll see it on the right-hand side. So that was really exciting. It's been a really good week. This week, we have part one of a very interesting interview with a lady called Maria Athali. It's all about the healing energy and capability of sound. So it's really, really fascinating about vibration and sound. So that's part one. In Crystal Corner, we're having a look at the Imperial Jade. In Time for Tarot, it's the Wheel of Fortune this week. In Household Hocus Pocus, we look at the benefits, medicinal and magical, of rosemary. And as I've said, we've got our guest interview this week with Maria Rathalie. So, let's get on with it! (laughs) So welcome to today's episode of Crystal Corner and today we're going to talk about jade which is aluminium silicate and as you're probably aware jade has been recognised and cherished as a precious stone for millennia and not just by the Chinese but also Central America It's stronger than steel jade's been used ornamentally and as a tool uh, and is widely regarded as a stone which confers luck, health and spiritual well-being to the wearer It ranges in colour from white through all the shades of green onto lavender and there's even a source of red jade in Burma but it depends on what other elements are present when the jade is being produced in the depths of the earth. Jade's always been a very strong protective vibrational stone and it's been used in religious ceremonies worldwide again like I said for millennia. But spiritually wise it's thought to promote physical longevity give protection and strength both physically and spiritually and gives vitality to the general wearer. Physically, it's a bit of an all-rounder. It's thought to promote and support fertility and childbirth, help the spleen, cellular and skeletal systems. But a little bit of a warning about purchasing jade. Sometimes some of the jade that is produced is actually nephrite that's been dyed or it's plastic. But you can usually spot this in several ways. First and foremost, if it's a fully uniform colour all round, then that should be ringing the bells that it's not probably proper jade. It's also, there's a physical difference to the feel. So nephrite feels quite oily and it's warm to the touch. Whereas real jade is really cool and cold to the touch when you first get hold of it. And it's also got a soapy kind of feeling to it rather than oily. So if you're looking at purchasing some, I really would advise you to physically go and see some specimens. Don't buy stuff over the internet because what you might be getting is not necessarily what it's saying it is. So that's jade for you. Join me next time when we talk about Kunzite. We've got a really interesting listener's question this week, so I'm going to hand you straight over to the beloved Mr M, who's going to tell me what it is.
1: Thank you, Mel. Hello, everybody. The question this week is from Sha Ellen Rose from Lincolnshire. Uh, it's quite a, a lengthy question so I'll try and do my best with this uh, Shah. Um, but in essence what she's saying is that uh, one afternoon she was having a, uh, a little nap uh, as we do in these Covid times I think it's quite nice to have a little bijou pipette. <laughs> and just as she was dropping off she suddenly became aware of a man kissing her forehead. It it was so surreal and i know i've seen spiritual things in my life i have never had physical touch the sensation as he kissed me was amazing it was pure love quite a romantic love i felt desire i guess you'd say when he kissed me and then he disappeared as quickly as he came the feeling i left with was lovely and i had a great nap i have no idea what this means or what it was um i've never lost a partner and i'm very much uh, single at the moment Thank you for your help and I hope you can tell me what this means.
0: Wow. Um, Wow. Well, my first thoughts, my darling, are that you've had just a lovely, lovely spiritual contact with some of your guides or one of your guides. And I know that you say you haven't lost a partner, but you haven't lost a partner in this lifetime. So it could be that this is just somebody popping in from a previous lifetime as well, but That's how I feel when I've been visited by a loved one or by somebody who's connected to me in spirit, whether it's a guide or whether it's a, you know, a relative, is that absolute sense of peace, that overwhelming sense of love, which is absolutely divine and Lucky you, lucky you. So you're obviously being looked after and loved and I would take that and, and run with it. It's a, a really, really nice little question. So I hope that's asked, answered that for you and I hope you have many of those encounters to come.
1: Thank you, Mel, and thank you, Sha, for your question. If you'd like to get in touch with us to ask us a question or indeed just to get in touch to rate or review our show, here are the ways you can do so.
0: Thank you to everyone who's submitted a question. There are a number of ways you can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us via email. Our address is thespiritlevel22 at gmail.com. On Facebook, on groups, search for the Spirit Level. On Twitter, search for thespiritlevel.co.uk. Our Twitter handle is at thespiritlevelu, which is a capital U. On Instagram, search for Melanie Mahmood. And in addition, there are a number of resources for you to download and access on our website, totally free of charge, on www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, today I'm very excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine. We made a connection through a mutual friend and I just love how the universe does that sometimes and puts interesting and positive people in your path to learn from. And Maria has got such an interesting story and it starts with human resources and ends up, well, Well, I'll let you tell your amazing story, Maria. So welcome, Maria Athali of Maria Athali Sound Therapy. Thanks, Nile. Lovely to be here, Maria. Your story is really interesting, and it's really inspirational because of the amount of change that happens within it, and the things that you've had to overcome. Would you would you mind and please share with us how you took off on your spiritual journey? Ooh, well, it, interesting
2: because you send me the questions in advance, and I it, I did spend some time thinking about them. It wasn't just a quick. Oh, I'll just wing it completely, even though I spend most of my life winging it. That's what you it feels like anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, but um on reflection i I do believe that my whole life has been a spiritual journey because I think the spi- spiritual journey is a journey of service or being in service and it, I think it starts for most of us of being in service to others yes, and yes. then once we realize what it really means, and we start to prioritize ourselves and our own spiritual well-being and daily practice and ritual, then it becomes that one-to-one connection with source energy and that becomes a need to do that. It's a requirement once you make that step. Um, So I've always been in service, I believe. I, I actually started in hospitality, wow. not in HR. I did a hotel management degree back in the 90s, and um, I went I went to Leeds Polytechnic. Leeds Poly, bless Leeds it. Leeds Poly, yeah. But by the time <laughs> I finished, it was a university. Who knew? Um, Who knew? So then I graduated, and I went to work in a Swallow Hotel group, actually. Okay. Um, and then... I got into, I fell into HR, there was no HR department in the hotel that I worked in and the general manager said, do you fancy setting it up and going back to university? So they sponsored my postgraduate qualifications, went to Sheffield Hallam, studied for two years part-time and then um, set that up and then I stayed in HR, moving out of hospitality until Really, until last year, to be fair. But I quit working for other people in 2015. Mm-hmm. I went self employed and I set up my own HR consultancy. And I spent the best part of a year and a half building up a new client base from scratch. And then in late 2016, I went to Ibiza on a retreat. And that was the real 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 beginning of my spiritual awakening shall we say
0: was it like a yoga retreat or a a spiritual retreat what what kind of thing it was was actually it was um with the gym that I
2: was a member of and it was their first abroad retreat and here's here's serendipity it was the last thousand pounds of my divorce money that I had left (laughs) well used That I spent on me. So there's so there's a lesson. Um and with obviously support of my now husband John um looking after the children, I went off, toddled off to Ibiza for a week to find myself. And you did? And I certainly did. So it was more about exercise, nutrition, and then on the program was morning yoga. Now I've been practicing yoga for way too many years. I probably Missed 10 years if I told you how many years I've been practicing. But then I had what can only be described in what I now know to be as a kundalini awakening okay. while I was in Ibiza. So I had that somatic, physical, cellular release of stuck energy that was in my body. And that just happened to be grief okay. that came out because um, I'd lost my sister-in-law Four years prior, she died very suddenly. And then what ensued after that was the breakup of a 21 year relationship, um, mutually agreeable, and then separation and divorce from my son's dad. Um, And then all of the ramifications of life that go with that. And so it sounds like it was
0: a a release
2: of the floodgates, then? It was a. Most definitely opening opening the floodgates for all sorts of magical things to to me being open to I think that's what it was it was like open it felt like opening myself up to all the possibilities that I never really knew were there
0: or available yeah. so how did you get into what you're doing now with the sound therapy because people will not know it's not a it's not a common thing people know about yoga They'll not know about the sound therapy uh, treatments and and, and stuff and work that's being done on the energetic level. So if you could explain what you're doing and how you got into that and what the benefits are. Of
2: course. So um, there are threads connected to Kundalini Yoga, which is the yoga that I did my initial teacher training in because it's a very spiritual practice. And a lot of the work that we do is with the voice because we chant a lot of mantra in kundalini yoga and i knew that that connection with chanting was a very very deep one so i I felt the power of the voice and sound energy and in kundalini they call it nad energy n double a d the power of the nad and um i went on to open a well-being space in 2018 with a good friend of mine And we started hosting lots of different events and building a timetable of classes, uh, yoga, meditation, Pilates. And I stumbled across a wonderful guy called Craig Eddington of Soul Shine Life, who then went on to uh, open up the sound therapy company. And he's based in the York area. Um, And I went to a sound bath at a mind, body, spirit event in Leeds and experienced it and it just blew my head off. (laughs) Um, And it was a real small sample as well. It was only like a 20 minute taster session. We stayed in touch. I invited him to come and be like a guest teacher and do some workshops and start holding sound baths for our clients. And it wasn't long before I'd signed up for his first foundation certificate in
0: sound therapy. So. so, what did you feel then when you had that first experience? What, what, Ooh. what did it feel like, and what was the response sort of like, physically and spiritually? What, how, what would somebody expect if they came to have a sound bath?
2: Okay, so sound works in two main ways. It works on a physiological level, and it works on uh, a brainwave level. So, physiologically, so in the body you might feel tingles, you might feel pressure points or even pain sometimes around Mm. places in the body where you might have had previous trauma such as bone breaks, or if you've had an operation and you have a scar. Um, Sound works in a very intuitive way on a cellular level. So it will do something different for each person in the room. So when I hold space for sound baths now, There are no two the same experiences had in that same room, even though they're all experiencing the same instruments in the same order and the whole variety of sound that I play with all the different instruments that I have. And then the next time they come, it will be a different experience again.
0: That's really interesting. So So, it's very particular then. It's very individual to the person experiencing it.
2: Absolutely.
0: Um so, so you mentioned a- instruments. What instruments would you use? Oh, so uh
2: this is where I get my geek on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two at the moment, I've got I say at the moment because <laughs> it's always changing. I have I've got two gongs. Wow. I've got a big chow earth gong and I have a sun gong, uh which is beautiful. It's it's got lots of um different circles in it. Um I have seven Tibetan hand-beaten singing bowls. I've got three crystal bowls, quartz crystal singing bowls. I have a selection of shakers and rattles. I work with a shamanic drum. I use my voice. Um, I also have um, a tongue drum, which is beautiful. It's like um, a handpan. Have you heard okay. handpan music? Yeah. 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 Um, and I also have other i work with chimes as well Koshi wind chimes i use in my and rattles and bells so i'll use um sha bells as well which is the i think you use it actually in some of your music i do yes
0: yeah that's where we leave the interview with maria for this week join us next week for part two Welcome to Household Hocus Pocus. So today we're going to talk about rosemary, which is not just for your roast lamb. It's a really, really powerful herb, not just magically, but medicinally as well. So, generally, rosemary is very cleansing. It's got natural antibacterial properties. It's rich in antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. It's highly rich in vitamin E. So, it's kind of like our version, the UK version, of tea tree, because tea tree is Australian. But this is kind of like our version in, in our country and where it comes from in our history. It's all about energy and empowerment and just growing rosemary in little pots in the house will give that vibe to the whole house. Medicinally it's known as a cognitive stimulant so it boosts brain function and memory and it also because of the richness of the vitamin E boosts your immune system so it's about alertness. It improves your mood and it's been shown in studies to lower the blood sugar. So, especially for my fellow energy and light workers, here's a little recipe for a psychic energy tea. So, it's a replenishment tea when you've been doing a lot of psychic and energy work. Rosemary is absolutely brilliant for this. So, if you're particularly physically exhausted from doing this kind of work, infuse some boiling water on some branches or, you know, some leaves of rosemary. So, leave it to steep like a tea add some lemon and some peppermint because it doesn't taste particularly nice and put some honey in to sweeten it. And if you drink that tea, it will replenish you psychically, it will replenish your brain and your aura and it will give you that boost. So also, if you want to add to that, you can make a bath with it. So the same kind of things. So put the, the rosemary leaves in the bath And some fresh, if possible, but if you haven't got fresh, then you can use dried, but fresh is better. Put some lemon balm and some spearmint in there. And you can do this with essential oils as well, if that's all you've got. And have a nice soaking bath and it will restore your energy for whatever you're going to be doing next. So the other and the last thing about rosemary that you need to know is that it's very, very protective. So... If I'm looking or I'm walking about, say, for example, I'm out in our village. If I look at some of the gardens where the older houses are, if I see rosemary growing near the front door or near to the front gate, I know somebody who knows what they were doing about herbs used to live there. It's really old. It's really traditional. It's used to protect the home. We've got it at our house. There is rosemary at both sides of our door. So it's very, very protective. So there we are. That's rosemary. Um, I hope you enjoyed that and that's it for Household Hocus Pocus this week. So now it's time to continue our foray into the mysteries of the tarot. So here's time. For Tarot and on this episode we're going to talk about the Wheel of Fortune which is card number 10 in the Major Arcana and it is literally what you see on the card. So it's a revolving wheel which represents the Wheel of Life. At each corner of the card we see four winged creatures sitting upon clouds and these represent the four elements of the Minor Arcana. So the common aspect to most interpretations of this card within a reading is to introduce an element of change in whatever the querent's life or situation they've come to the table with. So it could be a change in station, position or fortune. So rich become poor, poor become rich. But there's an element of chance. There's an element of the universe being in control of this. So in an upright position, it means changes. It means chance, destiny, luck, opportunity, opportunity success and winning and in the reverse it means the exact opposite so disappointment misfortune unforeseen setbacks a bit of bad luck but again it's it's in the hands of destiny it's the universe it's not something that the querent or who you're reading for can have direct control of so the element is fire again so uh aries leo sagittarius they're particularly involved in this card or in this reading and have particular relevance to the energy of it so that is the wheel of fortune next episode we will be meeting justice that's it for this episode folks join us next week when in crystal corner we will be looking at kunzite in time for tarot we're looking at the justice card household hocus pocus we'll be looking at the magical and medicinal uses for bay leaves and we'll be having second part of the the interview with sound therapist maria athlete there'll be another listener's question as well and a competition for you to enter So, a big thank you to Buzzsprout for hosting and, as per usual, our thanks to the folks at Orthonix and Audacity for their technical help. A big thank you to Maria Atherley for part one of the interview, part two next week, to my producer and beloved husband, Mr M, for his help and support. A massive thank you to you listeners, wherever you may be, for your continuing support and messages. Big shout out to you! Please subscribe and review our podcast. Your feedback will help us improve massively. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Castbox, or via your usual podcast provider. Please visit the website www.thespiritlevel.co.uk. You can book a personal reading with me and royal roll on one of the courses, or browse the online Crystal Corner store, or you can just get in touch with us, which would be lovely. So until next time, look after each other, love and light to you all.